Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the Dome podcast. Hey, Domeheads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome. Are you ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen. Welcome and thanks for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. I'm Doug Payton on loan to WEQT, CBS Channel 9 Zenith's news leader. And I'm robotics expert Karen Lindsay. We're hot off the presses with this issue for Season 2, Episode 7, Going Home. W-E-Q-T? Is that Q-T? Ooh, I wonder if that had something to do with it. Hmm. I'll have to see if there's a, a Zenith in, uh, and, and find out what their uh, local stations are. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Barbie is a Q-T, though. <laughs> That's we true. we couldn't get by without that message. That's right. Sorry. No, no. Let us all know what you think. I love it. I love it. Okay. On the masthead, once again, we are published by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome. Now, if you go there, if you haven't heard our interview with Mackenzie Lentz, who plays Nori, don't forget to check that out. That's uh, near the top of the list. And you can buy the book or the season one DVDs of Under the Dome at Amazon from there. There's a big picture of the uh, box set. And if you click on that, a portion of the purchase price is going to go to support the podcast. Now, you pay the same price. It's just that a sliver of that comes to Golden Spiral Media. So that would be wonderful. And also, there's a link to our Patreon site where you can contribute to Golden Spiral Media. Now, depending on the level of Patreonage, I guess, there Very are some... Nice. Thank you. There are some, you know, nifty bonuses that uh, you'll see listed there. So uh, go ahead and check that out as well. The writer for this episode was Peter Calloway. I don't know if he's related to Cab at all. And the director was David Barrett. And there was a guy in my my college class named Dave Barrett, and I don't think that's him. But anyway, you never know. He might have been, uh, he might have gone on to uh, do, uh, you know, TV directing. Oh, you never know. Or, you you know. Barrett Browning, the poet. Ah? Uh, Could be. Who knows? I didn't catch any, you know, rhymes in this particular episode. So maybe. No, not, me either. No. And uh, he was the director, not the writer. So. Well, that's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I think we're stretching. <laughs> I'm as tall as I'm going to get. Okay. Let's <laughs> move too. on to the news <laughs> quickly. Yeah. Come on. Bing. There we go. Okay. <laughs> let's hear the ratings. So the ratings for this week, um, we're staying pretty stable. We only went down a tenth of a point. Um, It was a 1.6 last week. This week, it's a 1.5. We still won the night. And that's with Um, our series low ebb as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But again, won the night against American Ninja Warrior. I am so tired of saying that show's name. (laughs) Um, Both. On TV by the numbers and hit fix, we got the same numbers. So again, um, it scored a 1.5 in the 18 to 49 demo, and it won the night in the 10 p.m. hour. So, now, and that's 6.86 million viewers. All righty. Now, this is the series 
uh, low so far, but it uh, it still wins the night. So that means uh, all the other competition is even lower. So Correct. it's just, I guess, this particular time slot, night, that sort of thing is uh, is kind of losing viewers just overall. But, uh, well, but under them, we're in the summer. In. Yes, that's true. That's true. The summer is never as good as the regular season. And I think the networks are trying to turn that around, though. They are. It's it's a slow go, though. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially now when the other networks, you know, the the pay networks and the offshoots like AMC and things like that, um, AMC, TNT, Sci-Fi, they're all doing their own, um, you know, their own special new broadcasts, um, their original shows, and things are changing. Where the three main I guess the four main networks with Fox, I, you know, I was raised with three main networks. Sorry. Indeed. indeed. No, um, I've been, I'm with you. So the four main networks now are not the four main networks anymore. I mean. Yeah. So splintered. Right. I mean, even with the CW now as making it kind of five main networks and now we have FX, we have AMC, USA. we have TNT. US, oh, USA is huge. Um, AMC and I mean, there's just so many other networks now. Um, just, uh, you know, they're trying not halt. to write off the summer anymore. Right. True blood, halt and catch fire. All these other shows are happening. Um, I mean, halt and catch fire just ended, but I mean, the, you know, they're all over the summer right now and they're, they're catching some of the numbers from these other shows. So yeah, they're low, but it's mostly because everything's splitting everything. <laughs> I mean, everything everywhere, yeah. Yeah, they're taking numbers away. But just for perspective's sake, um, Under the Dome got 6.86 million viewers, and the next closest um, got a 1.4 key demo, which is only a hundredth of a point down, but it got 4.21 million viewers. So it got, you know, over a million less viewers. So I'm and liking that's, that. That's, that still sounds good for uh, for Under the Dome in terms of getting a, a third season. And I think there's people yeah. re right now really trying to pressure the network to give us a third season. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, quite a bit of a groundswell online for it, um, especially on TV by the numbers. A lot of the comments on the on the ratings page seem to be saying we want a, a third, even if it's a last season, a third season. And... TV by the numbers people are saying, well, it's looking okay for that because not only does it get decent numbers for the summer, but it's not incredibly expensive to make. So, ah, okay. And that's a that's a big factor as well. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Some, it's not a huge high budget. Some TV shows have gone by the wayside, even with good numbers. It's just the bang for the buck wasn't there. Yeah. Almost human. Sigh. Revolution. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, from that, let's move on to our episode discussion. And our top headline, Falling into Zenith. Now, I'm very okay. upset with you. I'm sorry. No alliteration <laughs> in this one? Yes, I saw it in the notes that you weren't doing an alliteration, but uh, I do like the theme. I was kind of going for the, the oxymoron here. Zenith right. being the top, and we're falling into it. So yeah, yeah I like you know. it. I like it. Oh, it's thank just, you. 
I really like your alliterations. <laughs> I was trying and to do one. Especially last week, we worked together on it. Yes, yes. Right. I was trying to do one with all Z's this week, but it, it, it didn't quite come together. Then we might have fallen asleep. Because <laughs> all Z's. See? Do you yeah. see what I did there? I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> no, I like falling into zenith because, see, the falling would be down, and mm. then the zenith would be up. I'm doing Cliff's notes. Thank for you. Our, for our listeners. <laughs> I gave this episode... Now, I, I see where we are quite a bit different here. I gave this episode a 9.5 Melanie, 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 <laughs> Melanie's. Because unlike last week, where there was a lot of uh, movement of the plot last week, but it was mostly exposition. It was telling rather than showing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought that, that, that it suffered from that. There was a lot of it there, there was a, but it was mostly telling what happened in the past rather than, you know, maybe uh, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, shots from 1988, but not, but not, but not very much. There's a lot of, a lot of talk. This week, it was it was a lot of demonstrating what's going on, showing you here's you know the the people who are now in Zenith. Here is the um, the, the the kids figured out that the pit you know has this portal in it. We should you know did a lot of a lot of that rather than just kind of you know working it out logically or something like that and, and talking it out rather than, you know, they actually did show it. So I, I, I really liked all the different things that they, they brought into this, you know, Lyle's uh, kind of, you know, going nuts, uh, Barbie's father and all of that. I, I, I thought it was really, really good as far as it, it, it would have been a, for me, a, a reasonable uh, season finale, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that, that's that's why I gave it a nine point five. I'm kind of I would imagine that they're ramping up, you know, when they to the actual season finale. I I'm hoping that's going to wind up being a ten, but it's got to be even better than this. But I thought this was good. Okay, I don't think we're that different. I think you're you're misconceiving what I'm saying because of how what I put as my my qualifier. <laughs> well, I'm thinking um, of the numbers here, but go ahead, give the numbers. Okay, okay. Um, just so you guys know, we write out our notes. And we have the qualifier, like his is Melanie's, 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 Melanie's. And I'll tell you mine. Mine is an eight insincere candlelight vigils. <laughs> and it sounds bad because it says insincere, but I'm referring, of course, to Big Jim's little candlelight vigil, which is so insincere. I don't know how people don't see through him. It's just amazing. Um, well, here's the deal. Um, the whole Big Jim thing, I think, was just completely throwaway, although I understand why they put it in there, because they are trying to cement the fact that Big Jim is trying to wrest control of the town back from Julia. And dumping his uh, his uh, alliance with uh, Rebecca. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to kill her. Um, I thought she was going to be in our obituary section big time. <laughs> Almost. Well, when he shows up in her darkened house, you know, that was. It's kind wow. of telegraphing something's bad. Something bad's going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah. I just assumed that was it. But an eight. Okay. Really? An eight. An eight is good for me. Okay. Um, I almost went 8.5. Now, you know what? Maybe I'll say 8.5. And here's why I'll bump it up. 
because of the scene where Barbie goes down in the well and he says, I love you, Julia. That deserves another half a point. And cuts the rope and... Yeah, that was great. Um, And I do agree there was way more action in this one. There was less exposition. But the whole thing with Big Jim is really frustrating me. Hmm. I felt like we were going somewhere with him. And now he's just back to the character he used to be. And I would have rather seen him become more faceted than this character. I don't know. I I just... I kind of wanted to see him... Do you, okay. Do you remember when I said the actor Dean Norris? He was playing it differently. Yes, yes. Okay, I see that he's still playing it differently, but he's playing it almost flat differently. Hmm. Does that make sense to you? Not different enough. Yeah, he's playing it like one-dimensional or two-dimensional. He doesn't seem real to me. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, well, there hasn't been enough of him in the past couple of episodes to really, you know, flesh out what his current get, to really get an idea of yeah. what, yeah, of what he's doing, and it's frustrating to me. So, to have him just a little bit and see this menacing without really getting why the townspeople are just falling in line behind him. I mean, is there some sort of magical thing that's making the townspeople that you know gravitate towards him or just his wonderful you know used car salesman charm okay (laughs) (laughs) i just i feel like i can see through him so the townspeople aren't that stupid they were you know they were andrea was all over julia i trust you let me bring all this food in and and then all of a sudden with like two comments she's back to big jim's side and she's like a zombie so that that's the part that bugs me and the fact that he's still doing it in this episode and the fact that he didn't just kill rebecca <laughs> rebecca and i don't know it, you know I, I don't get where he's coming from in this episode. So that's the part that disappointed me. The whole rest of the episode was fantastic. Um, I loved that they went through to Zenith. I loved how the egg showed them the obelisk. I loved all that. So we'll talk about all that. It sounds like we already did. <laughs> well, so I give it an 8.5. I'll all right. We're going to bump it up to 8.5. All righty. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to our actual discussion yeah. about the, uh, and, and usually I try to, try to, divide these into kind of the A story, the B story, you know, maybe something, you know, in the side. And really, other than Big Jim and the Candlelight Vigil, this was really just one big story, you know, yeah. about the pit, about, you know, the, the Zenith visit, and uh, seeing that actually Lyle and Sam and uh, Barbie actually did make it. But we start out with Barbie going uh, spelunking down the down the pit, trying to find out where the, the bottom is. Now, I thought it was very interesting. Rebecca's down there, you know, noticing her compass is spinning. And she tries to shoot a laser pointer across and doesn't get any reflection. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to me was, if the laser pointer doesn't have a reflection, I suspect some cats are responsible for this because they are <laughs> tired of chasing that stinking red dot. <laughs> They're very angry. Yes, no, this is this is like their this is like their revenge. Yeah. 
Uh, my I cat, know. my cat would 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 be very happy with that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Hey, buddy, you can't uh, you can't mess with me anymore. Ha. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I my got, cats. I've, I've got a New York cat. I guess. <laughs> My cats are like um, Kirk with a laser pointer. It vexes me. <laughs> Gone! <laughs> Dot! It vexes me. Well, now, what do you think about that spinning compass? Is this just kind of a, the, the the weird electrical field thing going on, or is there, you think there's something more I to it than that? I think there's a force down there, and the fact that there's some sort of a portal means that there is yeah. no real direction. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 if you fall down the portal, which direction are you going? You're not right. really going. You're not going yeah. down. Oh, okay. You fall up into Zenith. So the the compass doesn't have any idea where to point. I'm guessing that's it. I mean, it, it's murky science at best. <laughs> so let's not uh, accuse this of murky science. No, not at all. <laughs> It's not We've physics. never done that before, let me tell you right See, now. See, normally I go, I hold my hands up and I go, physics, because, you know, that's kind of the answer to everything. But I would not do that in this case. <laughs> it is not physics. So um, the fact that it, it's some sort of a portal that lands you down onto a the playground. ground. A playground. Right. Did nobody see this guy fall out of the sky into the middle of their kids? <laughs> See, and I, I don't think he fell from the sky. I think it just puts you there. And it's it's not like Chester's Mill is hovering over Zenith. It's next to Zenith. So the portal actually like teleports you. So if you held a compass to, let's say, a tele I mean, we're already talking about Star Trek, right? <laughs> if you held it to a teleporter as it teleports something, the compass wouldn't know where that thing was going. Indeed. So it wouldn't know where to point, I'm guessing, you know, if you held it right at the teleporter. So I'm guessing that's kind of the idea of it, is okay. it doesn't know where to point. Interesting. Well, now, before we, we, we take uh, our journey into Zenith, there was a little bit of uh, dialogue. I love some of this dialogue uh, among the kids, the four hands there. And Junior at one point says to Melanie, um, you knew my uncle back when you were uh, alive before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, can kind of, you can kind of feel the awkwardness there. Yeah. What do you say, you know? Yeah. When it's, you were alive the first time. <laughs> the first time. It's yeah. kind of a, you know, how do you, how do you refer to, of course, this is, you know, not something you come across every day, you know, girl back from the dead sort of thing. And she doesn't look a day well, over, yeah. over 18. Is she, is she alive now? Or is this an apparition? Yeah. Yes. Or, well, yeah, that's... they have to kind of think about that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. And, and Junior does not take the news very well that it was, that it wasn't Lyle, but right. that it is his, his own uncle. Right. Who uh, was responsible for for killing Angie? And yeah, that 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 even makes it hit home even worse for him. I would imagine. Well, think about it. He's just gone from hating his dad to having someone else in his life that maybe he can rely on, and now that person has turned out to have killed his girlfriend. Talk about the rug being pulled out from under you. Whiplash. 
Man, alive. Big time. Um, and then now he has feelings for this girl who not only is back from the dead, but dated said uncle <laughs> who killed his girlfriend. <laughs> this is this is venturing into soap opera territory. Yeah. <laughs> Worse than that. I mean, this is like sci-fi soap opera territory. So, yeah. Now, Julia, she wants to keep Barbie's, at the time, death, a secret until she can figure it out. I wasn't quite sure the point of that, other than maybe because she didn't want Big Jim taking advantage of it. Or, yeah, I think you know, that 100% fact, that was Our it. sheriff's now gone, and now we need to, uh, you know, deal with Then, you know, I'll be sheriff now. Right, both. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, Big Jim, I mean, if Big Jim knows, then that's one nail in her coffin, one more. Yeah, yeah. And and Big Jim does, and you can see kind of the reasoning for it when he talks to a junior. He says, we're special, Junior. Now he's, I don't know if he's kind of bringing Junior into that just so he can get him on his side, but certainly he thinks the dome, he said, the dome chose me. Now, he didn't say for what exactly. Uh, to lead. To lead. Yeah, chose him. Come on. He's the savior. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm sure that's what he wants to believe. I, I wonder if the dome actually did choose, choose him. But No, uh, I don't think so, but I think that's what he thinks. Uh, I really do. I think he's the cult leader of this. And the crowd Ugh. is just just towing the line there. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I really think that's what they're setting us up for. And if that's what it is, it's kind of predictable. But, I mean, I want to see how it plays out. And then, then then, Joe, now, like, again, we're going to put Zenith off for a little bit. But as far as we're back in Chester's Mill, Joe sends down this little drone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that was, I thought, was a great idea. I think. Very uh, cool, yes. We've, we've seen that Joe is kind of the technical guy, you know, in the Scooby gang. Right. And, <laughs> and the drone goes down about 20 feet or so. And that, that was kind of how far um, Barbie went before he got, you know, yanked away there. Mm-hmm. But they get uh, a, a little bit of a shot just before the uh, the drone goes dead, and they get to see the fact that in, there is a playground down there, and I guess one of the, as it's tumbling, it catches a glimpse of the uh, the obelisk in beautiful downtown Zenith. <laughs> yeah. And, I, I, and actually, I thought when Barbie walked by that, I thought maybe that, is the way back. That's the whole point of, you know, well, showing us or that this is, uh, or maybe the egg has been showing us the obelisk just to mention the fact that, oh, I'm going to, I can send you to Zenith. There's a reason for that obelisk. It's not just Zenith. I'm hoping I think it might be there. the way back. Well, and that's something we're going to talk about a little later, but I think there may be a, a different way back. But, well, but okay. I'll get to that later. Okay. You have um, a theory, eh? I, I have a theory. Okay. Uh, so we have, and la- again, at the very end of this, uh, the, the Chester's Mill story, we're having a candlelight vigil, candlelight memorial for Barbie. And as you <laughs> noted before, talk about insincere. The worst. The great pumpkin would stay away from this. <laughs> no kidding. All you Peanuts uh, fans, you'll know what I mean. It's the worst. The worst sincerity ever. And, and you know, Big Jim offering up a prayer just seems to like, seems like he's, I don't know, talking to himself? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Worship me. I mean, really, that's, 
It really feels like that. Here, here's a candle. Worship me. Man alive. So yeah, yeah. It, this whole cult leader idea sounds like it could very well be, um, could be you know, coming to fruition as as these things you know these events keep moving along, and uh, and Big Jim kind of keeps the people laying under his thumb here. Hmm. Yeah. Now, were we talking about the taking the egg down to the to the cave? We can. Was that in all that? Or was that going to be later? No, that's uh, that, that that's the Chester's Mill story essentially. But yes, right at the very end there, we do see, you know, we, we'd seen it before, but now again we are getting the, um, getting you know the vision of the obelisk there. Because that was awesome, that effect when yeah. it was like the whole town of Zenith showing over the the pit of despair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was neat. Now again, we've. The the egg has shown them that obelisk. The obelisk already. part, and the, you know, up in the uh, one little, uh, I don't know whose house it was. And I don't now, either. Whose house is I that? Have no idea. A random house on the side of the street there. It's not though, because it's got pictures and stuff, and it had Angie's snow globe. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Because <laughs> Joe's it? Joe's and Angie's house was pulled down by the right. uh, mag Magna Dome. Who knows? Anyway, okay, maybe, maybe it's the guest house. Ooh. There's a nitpick for me, by the way. <laughs> but 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 now it's really, really, you know, driving home the point. Obelisk. This is zenith and the obelisk. Yeah, it showed the whole city. It was neat. Yeah, but the question is: is that because it's just telling him you drop down here, you go to zenith, or is there something special about the town? I have a. I think. I have yeah. a, a thing about it, uh, a prediction about that later. Well, I, think, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, 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 I think there's something special about the town. And I don't think it's by uh, chance that, and I think you said something about this uh, in, in previous episodes, that the fact that Barbie and Melanie are both from Zenith mm -hmm. isn't a, uh, isn't a coincidence. Right. I don't think it is. I do not. It's nice to know he's rich, though. Well, he's he's a he's a man of uh, well of a family of means. Whether he yeah. has ever uh, access to that himself, he it sounded like he and his dad. And let's go ahead and let's just jump into Zenith here. Let's Sound, do sa, you know, just like Barbie and Sam and Lyle. That's right. Um, <laughs> nice segue. It, thank you, thank you. They jumps into Zenith. He sees the obelisk. Now, what 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 was very interesting is as he's going around. He sees uh, one, uh, somebody, um, I think they were trying to clean off graffiti or things that somebody else had drawn on a wall somewhere. He sees them, and it's Hounds of Diana, mm -hmm. which harkens back to that uh, the website where mm -hmm. uh, that they referred to in one of the, uh, in the pre when the dome had uh, the Wi-Fi coming through. And right. the Hounds of Diana site is where Pauline had her video for Junior. Correct. So it was kind is of- that is that Pauline's movement? Because that was her email as well. That's right. That's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So that might be her thing that she set up. Not the hounds try... of Pauline. <laughs> right. Hounds of Diana. Well, what is Diana? Diana is a warrior. Ah. See, now we're, we're pulling in mythology here, and I'm going to mm -hmm. defer to you on that one. Well, I mean, Diana is the original like warrior of the mascara and all that stuff. So, you know, she's Wonder Woman for one thing. Absolutely. But... 
<laughs> but she's also a, a warrior in Greek mythology. So, and Pauline, maybe just this is just her fight to uh, get the get the truth out. Right. I'm guessing it is, and it's also maybe her way to say she's fighting to get her son out from under the dome. And it's just a matter of falling down a pit. Maybe. <laughs> well, if they let him out, I mean, it looks like the dome is trying to keep four whole hands under the dome. Because well, it seems that every time someone leaves, there has to be a hand in there. And there's something else that, that will will uh, catch a little bit when we talk about Sam's uh, adventures uh, in Zenith that says to me, yeah, maybe... Maybe going to Zenith isn't always the best thing, but we'll see in a second here. Yeah. Barbie hits his, his own apartment, and it seemed to me like all those other guys, those henchmen that he was, you know, a part of trying to pay off his um, his debt to Maxine, had been sitting there for like, I don't know, two weeks, waiting for him to walk in the door. I mean, they said yeah. they were sticking it out, but really? For 17 days? Right. Wow. So I guess they were part of his army crew because I think there was a picture. Now, see, remind me if this is if I got this right. But at one point we see a picture of Barbie in the army, mm -hmm. and those guys were the guys that came out. Was that right, or was it just I think showing... so? Okay, I thought at we were just trying to establish that he was in the army. Yeah, but it was more than that. I think. Yeah, I think at least one or two of them were in that picture with him, and then of course the picture on the wall. That he uh, took down. Yes. That had a gun, a passport, money. <laughs> and what was he taking that down for if he wanted to get back to the dome? Not entirely sure. Yeah, me either. But apparently they were ready to do another job. None of them believed that he'd actually been in the dome. They figured he had just, you know, walked out on him or, you know, went, went underground, so to speak. You know, trying to to stay away, but they they have one more, um, one more job to do, and he's you know he finally consents to it. But my thought was, um, the uh, well, it, clearly he knew when they said they were talking about Acteon Energy, and they mentioned mm -hmm. that by name. So I mean, he's got, as we see later on, oh yeah, he knows precisely whose uh, house they're going after, and he. Uh, he wants to run the job and uh, and is more than willing to uh, to uh, do it because he can use the uh, oh the, uh, the the security system you know to right take out these guys. He hit the panic button. Yes, the panic code. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Smart. Now, Acteon Energy, and this is you know this when they mentioned that one of the things that they've been saying all along here about the don't or at least they did mostly in the uh, in the first season. Was that they're you know they, they were looking for the energy source for mm -hmm. the uh, for the for the dome and that's what led them to the mini dome so they didn't really find it they tried going down they didn't find it but a company named Acteon Energy and we have already established that this dome is requiring a lot of energy that mm -hmm. just says to, that's 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 a prediction I'm going to make is that uh, it has something to do with it well it just seems like the easy the easy uh, connection to make that if there's an energy source powering the dome, you know, uh, potentially Acteon energy has something to do with that. Yeah. Potentially. And uh, you know, he, there's a reason that Barbie and his dad have an uneasy 
relationship, I think. And what right? do you think that is? Well, just, well, well I mean, over their mother, you know, the, the after, after that, their mother died. And, and there has to be some sort of a philosophical difference happening between hmm. them. Well, I think Barbie has problems with his dad's beliefs and practices and didn't and so want, didn't want to be in, any part of the whole uh, corporate thing right and that would make sense that he might be involved with something bad hmm. to me at least so and that brings us to and now the barbie of the week we have bad guy barbie accessories include two removable teeth an alarm keypad and father issues. This has been the Barbie of the week. He is not uh, going to try to make that reconciliation, uh, at least at this point. I think he probably realized that he he needs to get, get trying to get back under the dome is give me that uh, um, that fa- that favor so I can get back in the dome and we'll deal with the uh, the family issues later. It didn't seem to me like he really wanted to uh, deal with that immediately. No, he's not willing to embrace his dad right away. Um, I think the the issue right now is that he feels like his dad owes him and he's willing to take that favor from his dad without a problem. And if his dad expects something in return, that's going to have to wait for discussion later. But he's really got to get underneath, uh, really got to get back. And I got to get back in there. Yeah, we have to go back. Yeah, hello, Lost. Yeah, thank you. Um, (laughs) One of the things we learn during that conversation is there is a 10-mile, you know, kind of a DMZ around the dome. Yep. And, well, I guess it's not a demilitarized zone. It's very militarized. Very. Nobody gets in it. Uh, And, of course, they they make reference to the bombed-out portion as well. Yes. That's, That's good that they hadn't forgotten that. Yeah, and it's not... Remember, it was a... Not a nuclear bomb, but just a really big... Yep, Moab. Moab bomb. Mother of all bombs. So so at some point, though, Dad agrees that he's going to get Barbie, you know, back to the dome. Uh, My wife was sitting there watching him saying, just go back to the dome and tell him, you can't go, just just go back to the dome. It's not uh, not really in the cards at this point. Right. That would be like you walking up to the White House. Yes, there you go. Essentially. I mean... From what they say. And I'm thinking that his father gave in because he realizes that maybe Barbie could figure out that he has something to do with it. Ah, so he's trying to get him out of the picture so he doesn't find out anymore. Or at least, you know, get him to it so that he can give his message without digging too far. Mm -hmm. That's my thought, at least. Okay. So, I mean, if, if he can kill two birds with one stone... Then he will. And and maybe three birds if he can get his son back in good favor. And that can also mean he'll stop his son from looking into his business practices. So who knows? I wonder if Faktion has been uh, dealing with the aliens or something like that. Oh, who knows? Or these, whoever it is that's in. I, well, I keep saying aliens just because that's the easy, uh, the easy answer, but I wonder, you It's know, true. Whoever. Well, it's something otherworldly because yeah. people wouldn't just come back from the dead. Um, so, you know, whether they're in league with something 
otherworldly or, you know, who knows. Um, and, you know, obviously Melanie is part of that. Were they experimenting with something that brings people back from the dead? Mm. Um, it was that egg part of it. You know, did some stuff land from outer space that they're experimenting with? And one of them just happened to land in Chester's Mill. Um, you know, is that obelisk part of that? Oh, something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be anything at this point. But uh, right. yeah, yeah, that's why we've been seeing the obelisk more than just, like you said, more than just a uh, a landmark. Right. So, I mean, could they all be linked together? Who knows? I mean, there, it's a lot of theory right now. Again, like Lost, it's a lot of questions. It's an interesting theory, yes. And not many answers. <laughs> so, Well, let's move on to Sam's adventures uh, outside the <sighs> dome, out from under the dome. Okay, um, Sam is really, really creeping me out. I don't know about you. <laughs> but it seems like every time he looks at something or someone, there's some sort of creep factor happening behind his eyes. Does that is that hitting you at all? Uh, a, a little bit. It, more, okay. more that more like he's you know just not telling the whole truth or not telling the truth at all. But uh, yeah, there there he's got like he's got his own agenda. Yeah, he was looking at Pauline, and Pauline was you know he was saying, "Well, how come you didn't trust me with this?" And it was almost like he was saying, "How come you didn't trust me with this?" <laughs> to me, <laughs> with a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't it? I, I, find I don't your know. Lack of faith, disturbing. <laughs> exactly. So to me, and I don't think it's because he. I know he's killed someone. I think he. The actor's playing it that way now. Mm -hmm. To me, it seems that way that he's playing it with that and, hint and of menace. Killing oh. Angie clearly had a, an effect on him. Yeah. Even before, you know, before going to Zenith, when he was discussing things with uh, with Barbie in the in the in the tunnels there, he had a he, letting it out, you know, admitting to it really. Well, it, it caused him to do what he thought would kill himself. You know, right. So, and I think some of that also is thinking he had to kill his nephew. Yes. Yes. When he found out that that Junior was one of the four hands, I think that shook him more than anything. And one thing I noticed, and this we're kind of going back to the religious overtones here. We've talked about Melanie Cross coming back from the dead, and you know how that kind of a um, it kind of relates to a, a kind of a, a Christian, you know, story. There, did you see the name of the psychiatric uh, hospital? Mm -mm. Davidson. Okay. One oh, of the Davidson. one of the yes one the son of David. You know that's mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the titles of of, uh, of Jesus. Yeah. And so, you know, that that just it was just one and, and I don't know if there was a direct correlation there between well, what Pauline is doing, but it just seemed like it was another one of these one of these call outs. That didn't they didn't name it by accident. I can't imagine that they did. No, I just I, th I think it was probably uh, uh on purpose there, but And if I catch it the second you say it, <laughs> then yeah. I I'm guessing that's deliberate David's son. Yeah. 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 And so he finally gets to um, to meet her, like you said. But he, but there's, there's, he's not telling her everything. We know he's not telling her everything. Oh, of course not. But, uh, but he does. Um, she does get to explain to him that 
she thought she was saving the town. Now, she had said, uh, I think Lyle had uh, had mentioned this before, and now we hear Pauline saying it, that uh, she thought what she would do, that the dome would follow her. Right. Again, I'm back to where was, is this, is the idea that there was going to be a dome something that she had had learned through her paintings or learned and put them in her paintings or what? Because in 88, all we see is a meteorite with the egg and there wasn't and there wasn't as far as we know a dome then so right. it must have been in her visions i guess so and the only one who talked to the egg and i'm doing my air quotes again <laughs> for those who cannot see me which is all of you including doug including me um was melanie and melanie also did not see a dome so I think it was in her paintings. I think so it that, had to be that, right. Where, she, I mean, I, I, where else? Yeah, where else at this point would she have known about that? Yeah, we haven't seen a painting that looked like a dome. We've only seen stars and egg doors, eggs. Yeah, but now there has it, to be a dome somewhere. There's a, yeah, I, the, in the postcards. I don't remember seeing a dome either. So no, yeah. me either. Now she takes Sam to meet Lyle. <laughs> to see Lyle. Yeah, yeah. Me, not, not I don't know that there either, wasn't yeah. much meeting happening. <laughs> but he's, uh, he, you know, he made it out as well. But he is just, it is really, now the question is, how long ago did that happen? I guess yeah. it's only a day before or something like that. But, you know, Lyle is out. He's kind of pseudo-catatonic, so to speak. He's always just says Melanie's name over and over and over again. And I believe I saw Sam look down at his hand and have, start having some tremors and whatnot yeah and this is where uh i i believe that that yeah you can get out of the dome via this little portal but there are physical consequences right so that's not a permanent solution right so do you have to go back or do you have to get the dome down do you i mean what what is the solution to that issue uh, is this maybe while- just a- just a you know a uh, uh, a band-aid a you know a way to to get the folks in the dome out for a short time to deal with something i don't know but they need to get back under it to be safe again maybe uh, but we do know that Lyle was already half gone well that's true too and sam of course jumped because he was in turmoil mm-hmm. over in guilt and stuff like that Right. But, and we haven't seen any manifestations of this sort of thing with Barbie because he was, he was at peace with hmm. himself when he cut that rope. He had said to, to Julia, I love you. And he didn't want to pull them over the edge. He cut the rope and he, you know, he was at peace with what he was doing. And he hasn't had any manifestations of this. So was it because he was in a good place when he fell That's that he hasn't I had this? About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Lyle and Sam were not. Okay. So. Maybe ampl- amplifying some of their uh, their issues uh, w- yeah. when passing through it. Huh? Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, again, I'm theorizing. They, I just, the one thing I pick up on is that both of them were definitely in turmoil. At the time. Yeah, but at the time they went through. Right. And, you know, didn't have any thoughts of something 
redeeming happening. And Barbie was going down to find Sam in order to fix things. When he was getting pulled down, he was trying to save people. He figured that's where things were going to end. He was tying things up in a bow and goodbye. Hmm. So. Very interesting theory. And then we see at the very end there an open door, a painting of an open red door. Again, and I real I don't think it looks like a locker. Well, I think this is a different thing. I think there was a locker because the, the uh, there was the kind of the red background and a blue door opening in the picture when we were in Chester's Mill with the locker number above it. Mm-hmm. But now we've got a just you know white background with an actual red door open and then at the very end as uh barbie and his dad are talking about you know the dad agreeing to uh to get barbie back to the dome they they they're walking by and then we kind of the camera moves over into the woods a little farther and we see covered with leaves a bit an actual red door in the ground so is she painting the present now well maybe that's been there for a long time okay and she just painted it, precogging that I, they were gonna. I guess, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say it's a good point. When did she paint that? Because uh, it, it kind of looked like part of her uh, current uh, work, rather than uh, stuff yeah. that was sitting in uh, Chester's Mill. That's true. That's true. So, what is she painting now? That's. Mm. I would like to know that. Is Wouldn't she painting the present? Is uh, yeah. It's too many questions. No. But we are moving the plot forward. I like that. This yes, isn't just, you know, marking time and, uh, you know, um, now they had to, like in the first season, they, they really did have to deal with, well, what about, you know, water? What about uh, right. the, the looting? What about they? So they had to deal with that. That made sense. And so you were establishing characters. You were uh, dealing with the simple, the easy questions that people would obviously ask. What about this? What about that? Now it seems like we have, you know, in, in at least uh, three, maybe four episodes this season, we've really been pushing the uh, uh, the plot along the the path here. Right, I so agree. I like that. I mean, you know, we're now, really getting again. We are moving the plot along. I agree. the The train is going. I just would like a couple more answers every once in a while. <laughs> That's all. Like maybe a little peek into what is she painting. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sighing. Um, All these questions. This and yeah. Well, maybe this, uh, these and other questions will be answered next week. Yeah, there's I always, doubt it. There's always next week. Yeah. Uh, and how creeped out are you that Melanie and Junior are getting close? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, uh, it seems a little quick, but again, you've got... You only got 13 no, not episodes. Quick. Not it's not that it's quick. It's just that it is, huh? It's just that she dated his uncle <laughs> and died and then came back. You know, there's this cute girl cute girl standing in front of you. She's making eyes at you. She's making the moves. And But she's dead. The, uh, you know, the teenage hormones kind of kick in and um she dated the man who killed your girlfriend, who just happens to be your uncle. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, it's the it's a uh, it's a uh, it's we're moving into soap opera territory. Okay. All righty, let's. We have to uh, issue a correction this week, and I would like to issue it in the obituary section. 
<laughs> what are you laughing at? Lyle... Well, we knew this was going to well, happen. There you go. <laughs> Lyle, Sam, and Barbie are not dead. Uh, you know, we reported that last week, especially for uh, for Sam. But, um, you know, uh, we're just going to have to issue a retraction. And usually when you issue a retraction in a newspaper, it's not in the obituary section. And, you <laughs> know, actually, there's another obituary we're going to have to retract, too. Melanie yep. Crosses. I guess. Yes. I mean, we're we're going to go way back and we are going to be. But she died, though. <laughs> yes. But she's back now. I guess. I'll have to, you know, create a new obituary when, uh, when she dies again. <laughs> ah. Can we please make Rebecca die? <laughs> oh, oh. I thought we were close. In this <laughs> yeah, we almost did. Yes. Good old, uh, good old Big Jim kind of didn't, uh, didn't quite live up to his, uh, his reputation at this point. No, he didn't. No. I thought he was gonna, and I was like, yay. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> terrible oh but no i i i don't like her she she's she's starting to ingratiate herself with me at least she's well, realized her the I get error that of her she's ways. turning around but uh, i don't know she's turning around but then she turned on julia you know she really mucked things up for julia mm. by by telling big jim about barbie no, so no, that's true that's true now that may have been a, you know, an innocent mistake. It was, I'm sure, but still. But she still did it. Okay. Right. It's bad. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. All right. Well, you know, folks, we need more input from you. Uh, we certainly don't have all the answers, so we enjoy hearing what your thoughts are. And right now, we'd like to highlight a couple of letters to the editor. And Barb has written to us again, Tangier14 on Twitter. And Karen, why don't you read what she wrote to us? All right. Hi, Barb. I don't usually get to read your stuff, but I will this week. Um, she says, hi, Karen and Doug. This is Barb, your political cartoon lampoonist, calling in with commentary on this week's episode of Lost. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, under the dome, I thought we had time traveled back to another story in time, but the Zenith billboard reminded me that it has only been 17 dome days since this began. Dome days. Yep, are they 17. Like, are they like dog years? or? I'm guessing because it really does not seem like 17 days. Like Alice, our characters have fallen through a hole into the looking glass. This is, not yes, not our Alice. <laughs> not. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland, Alice. Uh that's an ABC show, not a CBS show. <laughs> not anymore. Um, no, but it's, you know, the other, the main <laughs> show is still on. Um, although several of them could qualify as the Mad Hatter. <laughs> Pauline, yeah, Pauline, who said to tell no one that she faked her death, apparently including her brother, now embraces said brother with open arms. Well, at some I point, guess. at some point, you know, it's like, he knows I'm alive. Well, you know, it's not like yeah. I can keep the secret anymore. Got a cop to it at this point, yeah. Um, I guess time heals all wounds. Lyle is back and only speaking Melanie's name. Perhaps it will be the beginning of a new song. <laughs> I guess Melanie, so. Melanie, <laughs> Melanie, 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 Melanie. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I keep thinking of, oh, what is that song? 
Jolene, 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 Jolene. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that tomorrow, quote unquote, will bring Dr. Science leading the kids into a group jump off the cliff. Wow. A time-space matter experiment. Yeah, wow. Um, I just want Dr. Science gone. I don't want the kids to go. Um, since she and Big Jim have fallen out, she might as well fall with the kids before she takes a fall for him. Yeah. Got to run, have an art class tonight. <laughs> and tell us Thanks, what you paint, Barb. Yeah, we want to see it. <laughs> I, I bet it's not stars falling in lines. Oh, well, maybe it's a, a red door. Maybe. And then Justina wrote to us. Now, she wrote to us. She usually, you know, sends in a uh, an audio file. I'm guessing some sort of interference from the dome or the obelisk, and then she couldn't really, mm -hmm. you know, get to, get to get communicate with us. Uh, she sent this from her iPhone. She said, uh, hello. Hi, this Okay, let's try this again, really. Hi, this is Justina, investigative reporter for the Chester's Mill Gazette. I saw the new painting of the red door, and then I noticed the door in the last scene. The red door covered with leaves. I'm wondering if it's a portal like the cliff, but traveling the opposite way. I wonder if it is in the in a way. The, let's try it again. I'll, I'll get this right, Justina, really. I wonder if it is the way back under the dome. Talk to you next week, and we hope you do. With a new report, thank you, Doug and Karen, for making Under the Dome so much fun. Well, that's what we're here for. You're welcome, Justine. Now, I have a question, you know, something to think about. You jump off the cliff, you land in a, a, a kid's playground in Zenith. If you jump through the red door, where are you going to land in Chester's Mill? Hmm. Mm. I hope it's in not onto concrete. Yeah. In a spa. Ah. You know the Red Door Spa? Oh. I don't know. You're a guy. You probably don't know. <laughs> no, I can't say that I've, I've heard of it. Oh, okay. I can't say it's because a, I haven't. Yeah. It's a lady spa. Oh, okay. Well, then that would make sense. <laughs> I don't know. What about the slide? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hope you don't land on the, uh, the windmill. Yeah, that would be bad. No, that wouldn't be good. That would hurt. All so, right, folks. What was your Go prediction? What was your prediction? My prediction, well, yeah, uh, it was it was the thing with uh, Acteon. We 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 kind of oh, hit it okay. in the um, in the actual discussion. So I figured I'd uh, bring it up there that uh, yeah, so much energy. Mm, it sounds like uh, Acteon might be uh, acting on the dome. Oh, Acteon acting on. Well, that's it's a cute little pun. But that's nice. Thank you. I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, if you've got. A letter to the editor. Send it to us by Wednesday at 6 p.m. Because we record later than that. I'm Six... already giggling at your thing for the <laughs> phone number. Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And the phone number is 304-837-2278. That's 304-VERB-ART. You know, like, like those word clouds, you know. But it's all verbs. <laughs> VERB-ART. Think of it that way. 304-VERB-ART. Best I could do. <laughs> or the best place to do it is goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. You can type in text. You can upload audio. You can use the speak, speak pipe widget and just record stuff right off of your computer. It's cool. And on Twitter, I am at Doug Payton, P-A-Y-T-O-N. She is at Alaveria, A-L-E-V-E-R-I-A. And we are at C-Mill Gazette. 
one Z, two Ts. And we occasionally will tweet from those uh, from those accounts during the show, and our hashtag is UTD Gazette if you want us to notice what you're saying. Or you can just mention C-Mill Gazette or either of ours. Or even better, or maybe not even better, but just as well, become a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook. And you can uh, find out all the things that are going on with the Golden Spiral Media family of podcasts. Now, one thing about Facebook is that, you know, pages that you like, they don't necessarily show you everything from the pages. So what you can do is you can hover over. When you've clicked like on the on the page, If you, then it'll say liked. And if you hover over liked, then one of the things that will drop down menu and you can say get notifications. And Ooh. if you get notifications, then you will get notified every single time something up shows up. Up at the up. top. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So you will you won't miss a thing. That's right. So give that a shot now. But I like Twitter. You like Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a little more immediate. I like the 140 character thing because <laughs> that way I don't babble. Ah, it requires you to say, to stay succinct. Wow. Succinct. If I could say it, I could do it. <laughs> succinct. But clearly I can't. And I popped my tea even. Succinct. Correct. Thank you. You're welcome. All righty. I like Verbart, by the way. Verbart, yeah. 304. I think that's my favorite one. 304 Verbart. It's, 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 yeah. Verbart. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a color. Verbart. Well, there you go. It's like Verdo. Right. Verdro. Verbart. Verdro. Nice. Verbart, Verdro. Verbart. Okay. Sorry, I'm sounding, just fascinated sounding with like, that one. Something like Sesame Street now. Verbart, yeah. Verbart. You know Verbart. what it's like? It's like when you say a word over and over and it starts it to not sound right. Sounds goofy, yes. <laughs> right. Verbart. <laughs> okay, now that we've, we're done making gibberish sound like nothing. <laughs> well, well, we're not done yet, but if you don't want spoilers, then I guess you're done. I'm sorry. Uh, it's been nice talking with you, and we'll see you next week. Don't forget to uh, catch our interview with Mackenzie Lintz on goldenspiralmedia.com. She was a joy. Fantastic. A joy to talk to, yes. It was great. But now, it's time that we venture into spoiler territory. All right, you had your chance, and now you're going to be spoiled if you're still sticking around, and Karen That's is right. going to spoil you. We warned you, if you're still here, you're going to get spoiled for next week. So next week is episode eight. It is titled Awakening. The summary is dust, dustly. Dustly. <laughs> Why returns to his father for help, only to realize he may not be trustworthy on Under the Dome, Monday, August 18th. You think? And not trustworthy, really? Yeah, oh. I gotta say, this might have been what colored my opinion of his father uh, <laughs> a little I bit. I can't believe it. <laughs> and of course, Brett Cullen returns as Don Barbara, Barbie's father. And no, don't um, call him Barbie. <laughs> I don't know. He's Don Barbara. And Dwight Yoakam also returns as I Melanie Melanie as I Melanie. foreshadowed Melanie. in last week's preview as well. Um, awakening when Barbie enlists his father's help to reach out to Julia, he realizes that Dawn may know more about the dome than he is letting on. Mm. Meanwhile, Big Jim appoints himself sheriff on Ch of Chester's Mill on Under the Dome, Monday, August 18th at 10 p.m. Eastern on the CBS television network. 
The current sheriff is AWOL. Yeah, he's in another Somebody's city. Somebody's got to take charge here. Yeah, but please. Big Jim is not my favorite character. So we have Sherry Stringfield as Pauline. Grace Victoria Cox as Melanie. Dwight Yoakam as Lyle. Dale Raul as Andrea again. So I'm guessing the cult of Big Jim is showing back up. And Andrea's leading the charge. It looks like it. And guest cast is going to be Brett Cullen and Tom Tilden. I don't know who that is in the cast. Well, Tom Tilden. Oh, the, the character? Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe somebody new this week or next week? I don't know. Was he one of the thugs? Uh, could be. Could be. Could I be. don't know. Um, Estes Tarver. And then a boy named Hunter is played by Max Eric. Um, and Mackenzie Lentz mentioned him. He is a singer and a dancer and actor. He was on Ugly Betty, and he had a, a background part in High School Musical 3. He's been in a few other little things, uh, Lifetime Original Movie and some other stuff. Soap opera. He, he, we've got, we're moving into soap opera territory, so he is, uh, his experience of that in, on The Young and the Restless might uh, actually come in handy. Yes, and he has a band. What's his band name again? Infinity. And beyond. That's right. <laughs> He's not Buzz Lightyear. No, I'm sorry. His name is Max Eric. Um, and Angelina Cortez as a national National Guardswoman. So I'm guessing they get near the dome. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, um, yeah. With the, with the military there. Yep. And a soldier played by Kurt Wallace. And then we have a little boy. Which is also interesting, played by Brody Rose. Boy, I hope we don't show him in the uh, in the obituaries. Oh God, I hope not. That would be bad. Um, I don't know. I I'm hoping it's a flashback of some sort. Um, but little boy is there, so hmm, we'll have to mull that one over until next Monday. Um, Awakening is written by Andre Fisher. Santino and Daniel Truly, so it's a team up thing. Truly. And then <laughs> truly. And it is directed by Jack Bender again, who is also one of the executive producers. And he did this week's too, didn't he? Correct. So that was a yeah, so if that's the case, I'm going to I think I may be uh, giving this a high rating again, who knows. Yeah, he's okay with directing. Um sometimes he can be all over the place though. Um he also directed last week's <laughs> Um, he oh, okay. got, yeah. he got better this week, uh, but I, yeah, he I, may be a better material. Yeah. I'm hoping he reins it in a little bit. Yeah. It, <laughs> a lot of it's the writer too. So we'll see. All righty. Well, we got two writers on this, so maybe this was just too much information for one. Well, really it, it has a lot to do with the writers. Um, I, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> the show's good. No matter who does it, an eight is a good rating. Really, anything above a seven or so is a really good rating for me. That's so. good. That's good to hear. Alrighty. Well, I think we've covered it. I think so too. Wow. Well, folks, we want to thank you for reading uh, this particular issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. And we hope you keep reading it until the end of the season. I'm Doug. 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 Stop rocking back and forth, Doug. <laughs> and I'm Karen, hanging around at the admissions desk waiting for my escort. 
Chester's Mill Gazette is presented by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com.